Hello and welcome to Heartfelt Consciousness. I'm your guide, Laura Bender. Um, so today our guest is Amanda Webster, and we discuss her journey through her mental health battles, how she really had to dial into her nutrition and fitness to overcome and just kind of get past all those traumas. So thank you again so much for listening, and I'll check in with you on the other side. Take care. And there's that lovely woman that comes on before record. recording in progress. <laughs> yeah, recording in progress. Well, welcome, Amanda. Thanks for joining me today. Um, so would you mind actually kind of telling the listeners uh, a little bit about yourself and kind of what brought you into this journey with uh, yoga and wellness? Yeah, so it's interesting that I had always liked yoga since I was first introduced to it as a teenager, but I don't think I really realized what it could do for my life if I implemented it in the right ways. I just wanted to look like those girls in the magazines and be all bendy and twisty. This was in the days before social media. I just yeah. aged myself. Uh, so it was more <laughs> the magazines that we looked toward uh, as opposed to the, the social media posts. But I ended up majoring as a holistic nutritionist, uh, well, my body wellness coach with a specialty in holistic nutrition and um, got certified in several different types of yoga. So I have probably about 500 hours under my belt now of different yoga trainings. Um, but I don't think I really implemented those things into my own life until my mental health just really took a dive. Uh, and I ended up almost losing my life to suicide. And it, it, it came to this point where it was sink or swim, you know, and I didn't know what to do once I came down off that ledge. The only reason I, I stepped down the ledge where I was about to jump was a song coming on at the right place in time uh, that I just couldn't ignore. And after that, I really just didn't know where to go or what to do. And that was when I started reflecting more on the things that I learned about uh, and seeing if I could implement some of those things into my own life. Yeah, I feel signs are very a very strong indicator. Like I literally just had... I was actually telling the the folks that I was in this office hours with a few moments ago about, um, I actually had a photography session yesterday uh, evening and afternoon with a friend of mine. And we had a lot of discussion about different signs uh, during the session and just during our little meditative kind of healing session that we did amongst that. Um, and even today, I um, yesterday and today, I saw a lot of... Um, yellow finches. And mm -hmm. it's not a bird that I normally will see anywhere. Um, I saw one yesterday and then I seen like about a group of them, like maybe two of them just kind of fluttering around as I was running outside, taking my morning jog. Um, just highly unusual. I didn't see any other birds except for these birds. So there's always going to be something, I guess, in our lives that kind of, uh, brings us to that point, like a sign, like you kind of mentioned. Funny um, you say that because I last week, unfortunately had to make the choice to file for divorce. And I was in the parking lot of the courthouse and I called my best friend and I'm just completely freaking out because obviously this is a very emotional thing to go through. That's normal. That's human to be very emotional about it. And this dragonfly just comes out of nowhere and starts flying really erratically, like right in front of my windshield, not leaving the space just in front of my windshield. And it became so distracting 
despite everything going on, that I finally said something to her and she Googled it and she said, dragonflies apparently stand for new beginnings and hope. And I think that that's kind of your sign and love, new love. That's what it was, new love, new beginnings and hope. And I just went, oh my God. And I went in and uh, I had to swipe my card at some point. Mm-hmm. And the little point of sale uh, device had a wolf as the background, which the wolf is kind of like my spirit animal. Yeah. And just in that moment, I, I went, okay. I'm here and the universe has kind of got my back. Like the, yeah. There's these signs of comfort uh, that are there for me when I'm feeling alone and scared and overwhelmed. And my mom used to tell me all the time, you always ignore the signs because I would kind of write them off and make excuses yeah. that, oh, I, that's just in my head. I just want to see that. I'm just seeing what I want to see yeah. until sometimes those things get so in your face that you can't ignore them. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, this thing was diving at my windshield. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can, yeah, I can relate to that a hundred percent. So kind of even thinking about like your journey with, um, fitness and, and mental health. And so you, you've taken, you know, from that, from that moment when you were thinking about taking your life, um, you've embraced those traumas from whatever the past might've looked like. So how did you actually realize that those kind of things were all connected in some way? Well, when I stepped down from the ledge, I was in Canada at the time. So there was a process of of coming back to uh, the States and everything. And I went to my mental health professional and said, look, this is what happened. And I really want to move forward. Like, I I just felt very empowered. I felt very motivated to get my life together because I'm going, something wants me here. And I, I just felt very driven to find solutions at this point. And I will never forget that woman looked me in the eyes and said, well, happiness isn't really possible for someone like you, meaning someone with my mental health diagnosis. Uh, the best that you can ever hope for is to just be stable. Wow. You're literally <laughs> going to tell someone that who's wow. straight off the edge of like ledge of a, of a hotel room. that's just about to jump a couple of days ago. Anyway, that kind of wow. lit a fire under me. And I was just so angry. I cannot express to you how much rage I felt toward that woman in that moment. And I I went back to my house um, and I was laying there and I didn't really know what to do because I'm going, okay, you know, I I did what people would say to do. I reached out to a mental health professional that backfired terribly. So I'm sitting there going, I want help. I want to afford, and I just don't know what to do. And usually I'd listen to Lincoln Park or something because that always really helped me, but I just I kind of had that revelation of there's no song that's going to give you the answers right now. There's nothing that's going to quote unquote save you or anything. Mm-hmm. And I remember staring at the ceiling and I thought, man, I really wish that I had my parents here to ask for advice because both my parents passed in 05 and 07 respectively. And I just kind of had this revelation to reach out to Diamond Dallas Page, who I uh, was certified in DVP yoga. So I, I knew him uh, personally. Uh, and my dad and I bonded a lot of professional wrestling as a kid. And I thought, you know what? It's probably the closest I'm going to get to dad advice. Let's do this. So I, I messaged him and I didn't tell him the extent of how bad things were, but I just said, look, I'm really struggling right now. And I don't know what to do or the next step to take. And he said, you got yourself into this buddy. It's on you to get yourself out of it. And I again, was so angry because this is just after, you know, the the other lady told me, well, you're never going to be happy. I threw my phone against the wall and shattered it. That's how mad I was. I Uh. chucked my phone at the wall and shattered it. But the longer 
I laid there grumbling and cursing and, and being angry, the more I started to kind of accept he's right to a certain degree. I wasn't living a lifestyle that was conducive to mental health. Was it my fault that I had these mental health uh, struggles? Was it my fault that I was more susceptible to mental health uh, struggles? No, but I was not making choices that was conducive to being, you know, the, the most optimal I could be given my circumstances. So I certainly wasn't helping the situation. So I really started kind of pulling out my old notes and just being honest with myself. It took me some time. This didn't happen that night. I was, I was pretty angry, but uh, with time, I started pulling out my notes from school and I started just really reflecting and being honest and saying, okay, what choices am I making right now that are affecting my mental health, be it physically, be it mindsets I have, whatever. And one of the big ones was my nutrition, because we ignore the fact that our brains are very much part of our bodies. And we ignore the fact that there's a real connection between the gut and the brain through the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve uh, sends signals from uh, the gut up into the brain. And when I started thinking, okay, just because it's gluten-free does not make it healthy just because it's a (laughs) vegan cupcake. It's still really high sugar. So I started really reanalyzing my lifestyle, uh, starting with my, my nutrition, uh, because that was, as I said, my specialty, but we tend to ignore these things in our own lives. Right. So we can give other people advice all the live long day. And then we ignore, okay, well, what are we (laughs) doing to ourselves here? And it's kind of ironic, but I really started, um, looking at the things that I was putting in my body and reducing certain things and increasing certain things. Cause that's something I think our society has moved away from is making sure that we're getting all of the right things Be- beyond protein and carbs and maybe sugar. Sometimes mm-hmm. how often do you hear people say, are you getting enough omega? Are you getting enough calcium? Are you getting enough iron? Are you getting enough B12? Or, you know, are you getting enough of all these uh, manganese or all these uh, micro mm-hmm. macronutrients, people ignore that and that affects mental health. Right. So that kind of leads me into the next uh, question a little bit too, because um, you actually wrote an article last year uh, with Oxygen Magazine regarding overcoming depression through fitness, nutrition, and even mindfulness as well. So um, how do you, how have you actually used these same ideas in your day-to-day? So you kind of started mentioning like you were replacing foods with things that really were working out for you. What, what more of that was there? Well, one of the things I had to really reduce was sugar because that had a really negative effect on my mental health, but I had to start balancing and making sure that I was getting the nutrients that affect mental health. And there's 10 of them um, that really do affect mental health. And I had to really start making sure that I was incorporating those. As far as the fitness goes, there is a certain level of when you're in a depression, it's very hard to convince yourself to get out of bed and do something. And it was, it was a challenge to overcome that mindset. And I honestly just had to get to the point where it was one tiny little thing at a time. It's okay. Right now, all I'm going to do is get up. That's all I'm going to do is get out of bed. Then it's okay, all I'm going to do is put on my gym clothes. I'm just going to put on some yoga pants or, or my t-shirt or whatever. Then it's okay. I'm just going to go get in the car and I'm just going to go to the gym. And I really had to break it down into small little bite-sized things because it's, it's very overwhelming when you say, okay, now I need to go to the gym. There's so much to actually getting out of bed and getting oh, to yeah. the gym. Uh, so I, I really had to break things down. But at the end of the day, I 
I kept reminding myself and I had little post-it notes all over my house, but I kept reminding myself that this is what's helping your brain. Like getting all of those feel-good chemicals, all of those, all that serotonin and the oxytocin, um, all those things in your brain, like giving your body an opportunity to produce more of those to help you, <laughs> to help your, mm-hmm. your brain and your mental health uh, was, was super crucial. And uh, yoga helped in a completely different way because it, it, it did help uh, in a fitness level, but it also helped me just have the space to go through whatever it was I was going through. I, I started using yoga as just my time to okay, I'm going to show up here. And if I need to break down crying, then I need to break down crying. And if I get angry, you know, then I can, I can hold downward dog a little longer until my muscles are shaking, or I could get a little bit more aggressive and do more fitness related yoga, whatever the case was, it was just my opportunity to work through what it was I was working through. And I can work through just allowed space for those emotions to come and go because so often now people are almost conditioned to believe that they're not allowed to feel emotions and that they, we, we don't want to feel the emotions that are on this side of the spectrum. We want to feel happy and, and those things. And that's great, but nobody feels that all the time. And if we don't hold space with these other emotions, they're going to build and they're going to uh, kind of take over. And that's where you get people lashing out or, or uh, just boiling over in, in rage or whatever the case may be. Uh, so really incorporating those things helped, but without the mindset, I feel like that's, that's a huge piece, you know, is the mindset aspect of it where you have to really say, number one, what in my life is serving me and what is not, what do I need and what do I need to get rid of? And that's, <laughs> that was probably the hardest thing. And I'm glad that I kind of saved that for last. I ended up developing this five puzzle pieces of happiness that I, uh, that I utilized to get through it. So there's a lot more to it than just what we're talking about today. But one of the the last components was figuring out what to let go of. And that's the hardest thing, be it addiction. Uh, I struggled with cocaine addiction. I struggled with self-harm. I struggled with toxic relationships and having, you know, these people in my life that weren't serving me. And that's the hardest thing is knowing what to let go. And we can add different things. We can go, okay, we're going to do yoga and we're going to meditate every day and we're going to journal. And that's great. But if you're surrounded by toxic people, you're never going to be able to move forward. If you still have these addictions weighing you down, you're never going to be able to move forward. If you're still utilizing all of these coping mechanisms that are going to exacerbate your symptoms of mental health, you're never going to be able to break out of that cycle. So it was a matter of starting to, one of my big ones was starting to overcome the tapes that were ingrained in my head. So I had all of these tapes ingrained in my head. I had an ex that told me that I deserved to have panic attacks. I had been exposed to certain things in the media, even, uh, and I don't see media as in the news, but I remember watching Dexter, I was really into Dexter. And there was a part where he said, monsters don't live happily ever after. And that got so stuck in my head that, well, I'm a monster because of my mental health struggles, because that's what these toxic relationships taught me and conditioned me to believe I don't deserve to live happily ever after. Um, I look dead without makeup. Uh, My mom had told me that. And my mom was a very loving woman. She didn't mean it maliciously. She was trying to say, get out of bed and go, go get yourself together. But it's just all these things got stuck in my head. And I really had to start pinpointing them and breaking them down and rewriting those tapes because <laughs> there was there was a lot of things that I didn't even realize till I really just sat down with myself and said, okay, 
why, why are you believing these things? Why are you accepting this as absolute truth? And how is that, excuse me, affecting your day-to-day life? And while that was probably the hardest, it was equally as important as, you know, the, the nutrition and the exercise and the yoga and whatnot. Yeah. Those limiting beliefs are tricky. They're very, very tricky. Yeah. yeah. I had a, I had a pretty good list, my friends, and a pretty good list of limiting <laughs> beliefs. And I think it's something that we continue to work with, especially right now. I mentioned I'm going through a divorce and obviously a lot of emotions come up through that. And a lot of things that, that my ex now ex told me, you know, really keep kicking up and you do have a hard time maintaining, you know, your, your value and your self-worth and your self-esteem during that time. And it's been another opportunity for me to see what, what limiting beliefs are coming up right now and how I can combat them. And for me, I just kept a list of them. I literally physically just started writing things down when I realized that it was a thought that was coming up a lot that was destructive or at least, uh, not conducive. And, uh, then I'd write a counter thought to it. So that way, if it came up again, I would have something to say to the contrary. I like that. So thinking to, well, we, we don't want to remain in the past too much, but like, but just kind of thinking about 2020, you know, it was, it was very different for a lot of people. So what do you feel is the most valuable lesson that you learned in 2020? I think that it really taught us to reconnect to the idea of self-love. And I don't mean self-love as in we need to take a bubble bath. I mean, there is that level of, of uh, self-care, but really having to connect with yourself because you might have to disconnect from the rest of the world. There might be times when everyone else isn't there. And that was what I really learned in that moment when I got so angry and I threw my phone against the wall was all this time I was relying on Lincoln Park. I was relying on the music. I was relying on the therapy. I was relying on a book or a friend or something else. And I forgot about my own power. And 2020 just really reiterated for me how powerful I am all on my own. And I definitely needed that for this year of facing what I'm facing right now is I don't need other people uh, to be complete. We don't need someone else to be complete. We're complete on all, all on our own. And while it looks really nice in a Hallmark card, so you complete me, you're complete on your own. And if you want to bring another complete person into that, then that's beautiful. But we don't need other people. Um, so it was really an opportunity to reassess what we could be doing to love ourselves and fulfill ourselves and how we cope with things and how we look at things. And really, I, at the end of the day, I think it, it reiterated how valuable those relationships and stuff are to us and which ones are serving us and which ones aren't. Because I, I, I hate to say, I kind of noticed that there were some relationships that obviously I wasn't being, I wasn't able to interact with these people much. I'm going, <laughs> I don't think I want to re- re- interact yeah. with these people after quarantine. <laughs> Uh, Because it just suddenly felt really good to not have these people in my life. So I had to let go of some relationships that were at the time very important to me. Um, But yeah, it was, it was really a time to learn again, how to love yourself. Yeah. I actually um, really implemented the whole idea of loving kindness meditation pretty often during that time period as well. It just, um, I didn't realize how much I needed it, but um, it was something that really, helped me through a lot of, uh, a lot of it for sure. And yeah, I guess it plays into the self-love, but honoring whatever emotions come up, because a lot of people were trying to fight 
these feelings that were coming up and I'm going, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Our entire lives have been flipped upside down. Things aren't normal. And that's going to cause grief and anger and sadness and everything, all the emotions, all of them, just all of them, all, sometimes all at the same time. And people, like I said before, we're so conditioned to reject those and to fight them. When, if we just say, you know what, I'm pretty darn angry right now. I am freaking frustrated with my kid. I don't want to be anywhere within 10 feet of my own child right yeah. now because I'm so tired of, of being, you know, confined and being in this, this situation. And I think the more we just accepted the situation is not ideal for anyone. Everyone's struggling. Everyone's uncomfortable. People that never had mental health issues before are now confronting these uh, feelings, these emotions, these struggles, and just normalizing it. And I actually started my YouTube channel in the middle of the pandemic um, because I really wanted people to have an opportunity to have somewhere to go to talk about their mental health struggles and have it normalized because a lot of people feel like they can't talk to others. They're going to be judged. And they're right. There are people that are going to judge you. There are people that are going to not understand and just giving people a community where they can go and share their mental health story, share their struggles, share their successes, and just talk openly without judgment. I, I felt was a really important thing that was missing. So that, that was my a pet project that I started during quarantine and have kept up since then. I love that. I love that. Well, Amanda, Thank you again for your time and your energy. I really appreciate it. And I'm glad we able, we're able to finally connect as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you again. And I appreciate your time. Um, Absolutely. So thanks thank again you for so coming. Much for You're thanks welcome. For All right. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Amanda. As, as always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends.